Greetings and nyawashkanagagwego. You're listening to Gaino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gaino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and each week we take a listen to some incredible music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island, so for this next hour, you are simply invited to enjoy. Stephen Rushingwin of the Kawila and Opata Nations is a man of many talents. Although he's played music for the majority of his life, being a career musician came about by accident. Already an accomplished sculptor and painter, Steve's neighbor, a music producer, heard him playing the native flute and asked if he'd be interested in recording. Although initially reluctant, he's since recorded about 10 albums. He's won three Native American Music Awards, is a Grammy voting member, and now touring is just another normal part of his routine. He has solo releases, CDs with his good friend Michael Mucklo, and now he's back with his second album with a native groove band. Released March 1st of 2021, the album's called Defunk, and the title track is going to be kicking off our listening today. So turn it up, enjoy the music in the chat. You're listening to Gyno.
is some defunct to help get you going for this hour of great indigenous music. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gino. It's your host, Brett, maybe checking in with you. And I have a great friend on the line with me today. Very fortunate to have Stephen Rushing win. Joining me today out there in, uh, I think it's sunny California anyhow today. Oh, it's, it's pretty sunny out here today. <laughs> so, well, send some of that our way. We need some as well. <laughs> the album that we're going to be listening to today is Defunct, and it was released March 1st of 2021. And uh, it's, it's great to have you back on today, Steve. It's been a long time. How you been? Well, it's been a while. I've been doing okay, you know, uh, despite all the all the hardship we're going through right now. Um, I'm doing I'm doing fine. You know, just uh, I'm just hiding, but I'm I'm uh, I'm still making music. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's exactly I think what we need more of right now. You know. Steve, for the sake of the new listener out there, I was wondering if you could tell people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I've been a musician pretty much most of my life. I've been playing since I was a little kid. I played the drums, I played the flute, and then as I got older, I, I started playing the guitar around 13 years old, and then I was in a band, and I did all that you know, stuff, and then uh, I stopped for a while, and I, did my, I focused on my artwork, a painting, I'm a painter, and then, um, then I got back into it and started uh, you know, using the Native American and um, next thing I know, I'm I, I'm doing a, one album just for just for fun, and and then it it uh, turned into a, a touring gig for the mm. for a whole over a decade, and uh, so I and I've been I've been at it for quite a long time, and it it's, um, wasn't something that I planned, it was just something that just fell in my lap, you know, because my my neighbor was a producer, he was uh, listening to me here play the flute one day and he came up to me and said hey you want to do an album and i go no not really <laughs> i had no desire to do an album you know i said no i'm good i'm just painting in my studio and then i like to play the flute now and then and but then he talked me into doing an album so i did my very first album with him and, and i was okay i figured well it'll be a you know little coffee table conversation piece and then then he introduced me to michael mucklow and, and he says hey you know you guys should get together so it took us probably six months before we even like started to do something together and then he sent me a song, and I went, wow, we can really do this. Hmm. And then next day, no, we came up with our first album, and then, uh, and then we got on a roll. Next day, no, we had two albums, three albums, four albums, and you know, we won two NAMIs together and a handful of Indian Summer Music Awards and New Mexico Music Awards. So we started, like, it just, and the next day, no, I'm touring, you know, and, um, you know, I still painted through all those years, but it was just, it was unusual to not want it but it it wanted me, I guess, because I, I I went ahead and I I toured and I've been touring ever since. And um, it just really comical. Some people fight to try to do it and and they have a hard time. And I I didn't want it, <laughs> but you know it worked out really good, and I'm I'm glad I did. And uh, I, like I said, I'm probably a good twelve years now. I've been at it, you know, so it's been quite a quite interesting life. Met a lot of nice people, including you. You know, a lot of other people, too, as well. You know, it's been quite a journey, let's just put it that way. I'm a huge fan of kind of the synchronistic ways that life can take us into unexpected avenues and paths. And it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of my own foray into radio. I was a little bit reluctant to want to even do it. And, you know, it's not ever what I saw myself doing. I wanted to actually approach things a little bit more from, uh, you know, the musical side or the creative side of, of uh, music and everything like that. But here I am and here we are talking and uh, pretty That's groovy nice. when you sit back and kind of think about how it all works. Now, now you had mentioned that, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. this was a little bit accidental, um, but you had been doing 
doing your other mixed media arts all throughout the years and whatnot. Um, uh, do you tie in uh, the musical side with the other kinds of arts? Well, it's interesting. You know, it's a good question because I, I, I don't purposely do it, hmm. but it really um, it goes hand in hand for me. Uh, it, it helps me create, like when I'm doing, when I'm out on, on the road and like there for a while, I was like every, every week I was someplace else. But then when I'm home, I paint and it really kind of like clears my head and it gets me ready for like the next wave or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, you know, cause when you're painting, you have to be in your own head and you have to be, and it's, it's a very, um, lonely type of art because you're by yourself it's sure. solo kind of a thing but then when you're on the road you have your bandmates and as much as i love my bandmates it gets a little hard you know you you get on each other's nerves once in a while or so that's okay because you know we're out and we're we're you know we're, we're doing our thing i come back in i go into my studio and it it, it brings me to a space where i can like decompress and yeah and get, and get ready. So it, it does work. It works both ways. Well, that's phenomenal. And I think one of the things when you're playing primarily instrumental music and, you know, you're not relying on uh, something like lyrics to tell the story. I, in a sense, right, you right. are kind of already painting and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, with sound in this kind of, for instance, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. That provides the perfect opportunity to get back into the music and and talk about this next instrumental we're going to hear. Waking Forest, take me a little bit through your process. Do you start with a theme or do you let the music speak first and tell you kind of uh, what it's going to be called and everything? Yeah, that's pretty much it, the latter part we said. Usually what it is is that, you know, the music, once we're done with it, we ponder on it and the name just comes out. It it was uh, me and Thomas Petranga, we, we did this album together it was very organic. It started out with just little tunes here and there. And then next thing you know, I started adding my music and then it kind of organically grew. So, Cause a lot of times, you know, I don't want to use the word force, sure. but it, it, it is created in a, in a more of structured way where, you know, we're, we're doing it like in the studio or something. And this one was more like, what do you think of this? You know, like, mm, okay, let me try it. And then we, we changed things around, but it was just, the way we, the process was a little different, you know, and I really enjoyed it. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I like that free-flowing feel, you know, not, not so structured kind of a feel. Well, it sounds like a great exercise in thinking outside the box, which I think is going to be exactly. a theme that we're going to continue to visit throughout our conversation today. Of course, the pandemic has forced us to think outside mm-hmm. the box a little bit, and sometimes that's not quite so bad. We can come back and talk more in depth about Defunk in just a few. Now, for listeners out there, if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gino. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and today I'm joined on the line with my man, Stephen Rushing. When we're listening to Russian Win and Native Grooves Defunk, released March 1st of 2021. Uh, It's not going to be a fully instrumental day, but we are going to lean a little bit to the cooler side of jazz today. Before this hour is up, got some Jim Pepper coming your way. We're also going to hear from Crystal Shawanda. I do have a recommendation in this block from Steve, and it's from an artist that he's listening to. We're going to talk about Jason Chamacase. In the meantime, turn it up and enjoy this one. From Rushing Wind and Native Groove, the song is Waking Forest, and you're listening to Gyno.
Baby, you're 
Hi, this is Mark Marilanen, and you're listening to Gyno.
Midnight at Clearwater from Jason Chama Case. Uh, Steve, Russian Wind's recommendation today. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Guy Note with Brad Maybe, and Steve has been kind enough to join me on the line today. We're having a discussion about all of his incredible art. He is a mixed media artist. He does sculptures, paintings. Uh, he never really intended to be a working touring musician, but life has a funny way of taking us into <laughs> unintended directions, and I'm certainly glad he did. He's a three-time Native American Music Award winner. Uh, in addition, he's a Grammy voting member, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this particular album in this block. And I'm looking forward to uh, kind of picking your brain a little bit, Steve. So, Defunk, all right, Rushing Wind and Native Groove, this is not your first release. Uh, I believe it's the uh, second or third now? Second. Yeah, our second as, a, as Native Groove, yeah. Uh-huh. It was our first one, Swago. As time goes on a little bit more, you you really, I guess, develop this relationship. And I, I think, you know, if I'm understanding you correctly, as we were mentioning in the first blog, this time uh, you kind of went about its construction a little bit different, and it took a little bit of a, a different approach, huh? Yes. Yeah, it was it was uh, uh, quite different. It was a different feel. Um, you know, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that, to be honest with you, because we, we wrote it during this pandemic. So, I mean, we weren't like other other albums we've done in the past. Like, like I'll, I'll give you an example, like Fuego. You know, we we actually spent. Uh, I was in I was over in in uh, Pennsylvania and uh, Philadelphia area, and we were we actually sequestered our, our the whole band for like oh, about a week and a half. And we we did the whole album, hmm. and then we we went flew to we all flew to uh, San Francisco and uh, recorded it, the El Cerrito Studios. And um, that was how we did that one. But you know, like I said, it wasn't during the pandemic. It was everything was open. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting though, we all got all the most the whole band got sick. Oh. <laughs> and it's really interesting because we were when we were done recording, we picked up some kind of a bug, which was probably like the H one N one whatever. Yeah. And we we were all sick for over a month, Ooh. and, and uh, we we got hit pretty hard. And I'll never forget that. And uh, and it's kind of ironic, you know. Here we're we're making this album during the pandemic, and none of us really got sick, you know. Knock on wood. Uh, but the one we did before, we only did get sick, you know. So it was quite interesting. Absolutely. You know, I, I originally wanted to talk a little bit more about the pandemic later, but you know, let's let's put this out on the table right now. It was yeah, it sure. was it was tough. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I tell you, it was it was some of the most difficult things i had to go through because uh, i had uh usually i don't start touring till like march april but uh last year 2020 it started off with a bang i was like you know went to tucson i did I went to yuma and i already had i had gigs lined up already i was gonna go to florida and play and um and when the pandemic hit in march which is you know i had already been on tour already and it just stopped and i everything got canceled you know, the whole the whole thing got canceled out, and and what was interesting was that that at first I was I was just kind of like I was really nervous, really really you know scared and what what's going to happen. So I what I did is I I got into my artwork, my other artwork. But then at the same you know, same time, you know, I was approached by Thomas Matranga. He's a great guitarist, one of my band members, and he goes, "Hey, let's just do an album." You know, okay. So um, so you know. I did a couple Zoom performances, and that helped a lot. Um, but not one on tour really was super, super hard. I don't know about other musicians out there, but 
I had a really hard time with it. It, it was I, I'm going to say it affected me pretty hard. Sure. You mean yeah. like your your level of happiness and whatnot? Yes, level of happiness. Um, just um, you know, it it, it kind of threw me for a loop a lot, and and uh, it took me a couple months to kind of like you know, understand what was going on because it really was like, remember in the beginning, it was very confusing. Nobody really right. knew answers. And of course, even today, we still don't know all the <laughs> answers, but, but, but we still, at that time, we didn't know anything. And, and, you know, it, it, it felt like the days when I remember back in the days when AIDS first came out, sure. I remember it was like, we didn't know how people were getting it. We know we had an idea, but we didn't know how you can catch it. So it was kind of like that. It was just, thrown off a little bit so it was almost like like hiding you know and and um it was it was a, it affected me quite a bit you know in, in that in that sense steve you strike me as a, an incredibly introspective person who uh, has this ability to be able to take challenging situations and kind of see the silver linings if you will what are some of the takeaways uh, lessons if you will that you've uh, gained through the pandemic well you know that that's, that's a good question and thank you for that because i i do feel that um it helped me get into myself. It it taught me a lot about who I am, mm. and that was the that was the thing that struck me the most was the fact that, you know, getting through this was one thing, um, but you know, not able to perform in front of crowds was hard for me because I I really enjoyed doing that. Mm. Uh, but it but it what it helped me was to get into my own head, my own soul, and and find out you know, what I can do with, you know, with this time. And, and I learned, you know, uh, that I can actually, you know, I can survive almost like in almost any condition. I, I really do feel that way now. And uh, it helped, it helped me to, to see what basically what I'm made out of, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and it did, it, it really, you know, I, I, I started going in, honing in my skills as a, as a fine art painter. And, and then it uh, taught me to, you know, to like work on an album during a pandemic, um, and, and not just sit down and do nothing. Sure. You know, um, I did a couple of matchstick sculptures that I did for a museum and, um, it t gave me a lot of life lessons that I never thought I'd ever have to go through. And it also gave me what's important in life. And I realized family's really important. It's, and, and mu as much as music's important in my life, family is also important and i didn't realize you know how important it was until this all happened um but it was it, it's uh you know but it, it at the same time it there was a lot of i can say there was a lot of days and, and nights that you know waking up in cold sweats and and um you know anxiety level was pretty high and things like that and and you know you have and you have to get through it you know i remember you know my dad always told me you know that you know you can any no matter what situation you're in you can make it a you can make it good mm. uh, no matter what it is and he he was in world war ii and he had he had situations in his life where it was pretty pretty bleak and he said that he he learned to make a bad situation and find something good out of it and that taught me you know uh, how to deal with this pandemic i really did use that uh, those words my dad taught me on that, and and I did, you know, and it and it it helped me get through this.
It really did. I think it's incredible that you were able to take these challenging situations and turn it into great transformative art. Uh, I wanted to come back and talk a little bit more about future plans. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to get back into the listening. I got Jim Pepper's Wichita Toe coming up in this block. Also one from DeJanag, Grenadier, Medeski, and Schofield. But kicking things off, we're going to get back into the listening from Rushing Wind and Native Groove's latest release. It's their sophomore album, Defunct, released March 1st of 2021. And the song that's kicking off this block right now is Devil's Peak. Do yourself a favor and turn it up and get into the groove with Rushing Wind and Native Groove today on Gyno.
Hey, this is Julian Taylor. Hi, I'm Carson Gray. Hi, I'm Cindy Paul. I'm R. Carlos Nakai. And you're listening to Gino with Brett Maybe.
Welcome back. That's Jack D. Jeanette's take on Jimi Hendrix's Wait Until Tomorrow from the Hudson album. came out about 2016. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gino. I'm joined on the line with my good friend Steve and Rushing Wynn, and we're discussing Rushing Wynn and Native Groove's latest album, Defunk. Uh, we had an important discussion on mental health as it pertains to the pandemic and some of the challenges and some of those reminders that we need to keep in mind to take whatever situation that life throws at us and learn to make the best of it. The pandemic has taught us to let go of things and has put into focus what is important. And I certainly have felt that this uh, whole time as well, Stephen. It's good to be able to catch up with you on this side of that. I'm glad you and your family are doing well. Uh, things are yeah. starting to open back up a little bit more. Uh, are, you, are you able to play? What are some of your future plans at this point? Well, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it's kind of a little scary at the same time, things that are opening up, you know. <laughs> but um, um, I went to, uh, I was in Arizona just over the weekend and hung out with uh, my good friend Odell Borg of High Spirits. And, you know, we, we're talking about future, you know, future events, things like that, maybe putting on some shows, you know, down in Tucson again. Um, but other than that, you know, I have, um, I have a show coming up it's a small, it's a small show, but it's, uh, uh, for me, it's perfect because it's, you know, I can wet my toes a little bit, you know, in the water. Um, it's, uh, it's for a Shakespeare, it's the play, actually Shakespeare play. And I'm going to be opening up the show. They had to cancel it last year. So this is, they're making a big deal about it this year. So it's like a re-grand opening almost, if you will. I'll be performing there in July 15th. And, um, and that's, that's me, my first live gig since February of 2020. I'm a little nervous already about it. It's really interesting that I would feel nervous because I, I never get nervous on my gigs, but I've been doing Zoom concerts, sure. but it's not the same, you know? Well, I was so, going to ask if you're getting butterflies in anticipation. You're probably overthinking it at this point, huh? I, I think I am. Uh, I'm going to be playing Defunct a lot and uh, some of the songs on that. And um, so I'm going to enjoy myself. Uh, I think I'm just going to um, get out there, and I'm sure when I'm done, I'll feel like I'm a million dollars. I mean, I usually feel yeah. great after a gig, oh, anyway. Yeah. That's but, a great feeling. But but being but not having done anything for over a year, it's 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 a little little butterflies are floating <laughs> around there, you know, <laughs> like the beginning. I like I'm starting all over again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, I couldn't help but notice that back in May you did a Zoom uh, with some folks in Japan. You've been there before. Any plans to go back or or do another Zoom with your friends over there? Yes. Uh, well, they, they're they are talking about having to come out in person, but they said let's wait till you know things kind of settle down. Sure. And in Japan, they're they're not doing great yet. They're not. Right. They're still kind of locked down. But uh, yes, in November I'll be performing again. For the folks out in Japan and the Japanese artists, uh, the Japanese uh, uh, listeners, they're they're amazing people and they really respect uh, a lot of the indigenous music. They love it. In fact, the, the native flute out there is really strong and big, going well. And uh, you and these people are excellent performers. I mean, I, um, I know they have their own flute, you know, uh, but these they have picked up um, the flute very well. And uh, and I, I've enjoyed teaching some of them as a student, uh, but as well as performing for them. So I'm looking forward. It's November. I mean, I'm not sure. I think it's the first week in November that we're going to be performing for them. I also understand you're working uh, or you have plans to release a new album with Michael Mucklow as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We we're, Michael approached me a while back and, and we've been kind of flirting with the idea. But cool. uh, it's going to be called The Fifth Element. Um, and it's our fifth album. 
So we're working on it right now as we speak. I mean, I, I'm, I've been working on some songs and uh, looking forward to recording it. We'll be going to Joshua Tree and uh, recording it. And so we're looking, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be a, it's a really nice feel. It's kind of like a little blend of pretty much most of the albums we've it's almost like putting one album, Ooh. everything we've done. So it's going to be kind of nice. A little mixture. Nice, nice mixture, let's put it that way. Uh, any idea on a release date at this point? Probably the first. I would. I, I want to say January. Well, Steve, you know I'm looking forward to having you back on the show when the time comes. And thank you so much yeah. for this incredible well, album. You. Where can people find you at? Well, I mean, they can go to www.stevenrushingwindmusic.com or they can go to rushingwindart.com. Uh, dot com and see my, my, my artwork and they can always find a link to go into my music page. It's always great to catch up with you. Hopefully we can get together in person here in the near future and uh, good luck on all your endeavors uh, and especially on the gig coming up in a couple weeks. I know it's going to go great. Don't overthink it. You got <laughs> this. You got this. And in the meantime, I'm going to keep thank enjoying you. the great tunes on Defunk. Thanks again for joining me today, Steve. Thank, thank you very much for having me.
For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.